tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Welcome, Fit Clubbers. We are back. I'm your host, Saka Smith, joined by my lovely co-host, Miss Renella Ferrer. Hey, hey. You may recognize her from E's Revenge Body. What's up? <laughs> and we got Mr. Brian Wood, workshop leader, actor extraordinaire. He's done everything in the business, and now he's going to talk to us a little bit about his new chapter. How's yes, it going? I'm doing wonderful. Awesome, awesome, man. We got a great slate of stories to guys to go over. We got reactivism. We're talking push-ups. Uh, we're talking vacations and your health. Yes. And so we'll just kind of jump right into it. Uh, did you guys know that Monday was a random act of kindness day? Monday, really? February 17th, yeah. I love that. That's <laughs> yeah. amazing because I actually did something that's random. <laughs> act of kindness. What did you do? Um, I did. I read the article. I did give somebody $40. Oh, oh Which nice. is so funny. Yeah. And I was like, some random person. <laughs> and I did. And it actually felt good. Yeah. And um, I know we were going into this uh, story about giving something about, like, giving, like, you know, try giving somebody $40 and seeing how that would make you feel. And I actually did. And I didn't even know that I did a random act yeah. of kindness. It, it, interesting enough, it's actually... It's part of what happens with our health. When we right. do kind acts, we actually improve health-wise. A um, study in the Journal of Gerontologist actually looked at this, and they found that people got a, stimu- a brain th- – there's the reward center in the brain is stimulated. And as a result, people had better symptoms when it came to depression, mm-hmm. even better pain symptoms. Right. And so we're actually seeing a positive health benefit. And they did the study, another study, where they gave people $40. They said, take a couple weeks, spend it on yourself or spend it on other people. And the group that spent it on others actually had a blood pressure, a reduction in their blood pressure. They were hypersensitive to begin with, um, hypertensive to begin with, had a reduction in their blood pressure that was equal to that of diet and exercise as a result. So we know that random acts of kindness actually has a very positive result on our bodies. Right. And so I was wondering, I know you do a lot of charity. Have you found personally that it's had some result for you? And is there anything systemic that you do to say, every day I want to do this one good thing because I know it's good for my health? Yeah, absolutely. I, I find myself now with every action that I decide to do being not only a benefit to myself but to this planet in some way Um, and I try to structure my reality on those beliefs because that is my highest form of motivation and that's what truly makes me happy when Mm -hmm. I'm in alignment with that kind of loving service in regards to training to get there right three random acts of kindness a day it's called what I call adding light in your life. Wow. And you want to do something that you've never done before some, for someone for the sake of doing it without even having to tell anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how you expand your heart, and that's what's going to draw on everything you could ever imagine. Oh, you I know what? That, that yeah. is so true. Yeah. I feel like that there's a fact to that. Absolutely. When you do a random acts of kindness like that, because obviously sometimes day to day we don't count how many times we do things for other people. I mean, at least I don't, right? And I think that for some reason, things just come back to me ten times fold. I mean, that's, you know, just karma and natural karma, and sometimes you don't think about it, but if you're, you know, you become, you come to a place where you naturally give, and then the world just becomes better for you like infinite right yeah Yeah, no limits and and if we're wondering if you're struggling at home um here are a couple things we'll see if you guys do this so if you're driving and it's inconvenient to let someone over let them over you Mm. know no need to cut them off is that something you guys practice or is that (laughs) i have is that is is that where you're like oh i gotta work on that random i don't know brian how about you i i have to work on that because i'm always on the go so i'm always in a rush i'm like no i gotta go but you know sometimes that can be your random act and that's going to be something that's completely different than you normally used to so that'll change you in a different way right yeah um they say if you're in a line let the person behind you go no reason Mm -hmm. just let them go 
I think we're so trained to be like, well, I'm in the right here (laughs) that we don't even think of that as a possibility to be kind about. Um, That is true. They say give compliments, but also give compliments to your boss. Give compliments to the people that you don't expect or naturally think to give compliments to. Why, your muscles look so nice today, Shaka. Oh, (laughs) And you have straight, pretty teeth. Um, Right? I love your teeth. I feel like you should give a different compliment than the same compliment we give him all the time. Okay, all the time? Something else. You have a beautiful soul. Yes. And that hits different. That hits different, right? Um, they say, of course, let go of grudges. Um, check in with your friends. But I thought this one was good. Thank the male guy. Leave a thank you note for That's the male person. That's a nice person. one. I have just, I, I don't think about it. They are special. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you. Every my, day. My mom and her mailman, they go like comedy and comedy. My stepdad did not put a doorbell in. So he, so he would have to drop the package. Oh, nice. like, oh, this like, thing. He's like, when are you going to get a doorbell? It's like they have to right, right, right. But it's a really fun interaction yeah. for someone that you consistently see throughout your lifetime. Because they, yeah, they, they, they know your name, they know your address, they know, and they see you. Oh, I mean, another, another point as well. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was a really good one. So if you're struggling with, um, with the random act of kindness, those are some things we got, we can all do to, mm. um, to get a little bit better. That's true. Um, the next story has to do with push-up capacity. I actually <laughs> like this one because I was like, I can do these push-ups. I'm in good shape. Um, but push-up capacity as a predictor of heart health. Um, this was in the a Harvard study that was in the published in the JAMA Network. They found that 40 consecutive push-ups in middle age um, led to a 95% decrease in the likelihood of experiencing heart-related illnesses. Hmm. And right now we know that heart-related illnesses are huge. About 647,000 people die each year as a result. Um, and the best part about this is this is a no-cost measure. Like this gives you some idea of whether or not you know, now need to go seek some help. And they found the benefit started even by doing 11 push-ups. If you're, if you're able to get to 11, they found that the benefit started at that, you know, mm, at that level as well. I got to try that today. Yeah. <laughs> Does it matter, girl push-ups or regular push-ups? Yeah, I, I have a feeling it's a regular push-up. Oh, okay. Okay, um, we'll, we'll try that at least. And this looked at 50, um, over 1,500 male firefighters over a 10-year uh, period. So it was a pretty, you know, pretty wide study. But I just liked it because, again, I think we are so, especially healthcare in this right. country, we're so afraid to go to the doctor, we're so right. afraid to have these, you know, bills, but there are some things that we can do On that let us know. And if you're always fit, then you always have a good baseline right. of like, oh, things are different now, I need to maybe go seek some help. How many times can you do a push-up, like average? Consecutively? One, yeah, consecutively, like one, without stopping, you think? Uh, probably in the 70s, maybe. Oh, yeah, wow. Think. How about you, Great Ryan? form, though. Yeah. Probably... 50? That's good. <laughs> yeah. It would be a struggle. It would be the struggle bus. So don't get me wrong. Yeah. This would not be like I'm like smiling and happy. I would quit because like, I wanted to. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> good. Amazing. Uh, so, is there anything that you do that to check in with your body? I know people even say with your level of squatting can indicate whether or not you have oh. some health outcomes in the future. Yeah, I love uh, the push-ups as an example for your baseline. Yeah. Um, I found myself when I was about 12 years old um, doing 20 push-ups. Then every single day for about a year, I tried to increase by one. Oh and yeah. I got about 105 nice. wow. and it was it was cool to see how um, how the body can mutate into something stronger when you give it that intention and, mm-hmm. and uh, structure to allow it to do so mm-hmm. so it's like um, I, had, I came across this really interesting uh, description of destiny and it's like you can't get taller but you can get wider so we have like an aspect of what we can control in this lifetime and it is our strength it is our mental capacity and it is like our, our, our vibration at the core mm. yeah. I, I love that my first I started doing push-ups, you know, as a kid. I would do like 10 here, 15 here. And then I was at this party and someone asked me how many I could do. I said 100. I said 100. I could do 100. And they're like, do them. 
Huh? <laughs> and so I got to 50, couldn't do any more. I said, oh, normally I break it up. I do two, I do two yeah, sets you... of 50. <laughs> and then, but after that, I started to make it a mission to start doing two sets of 50 just as a daily practice. Right. Because I was like, oh, I didn't know I could even do that. So ah. and it felt like I was just healthier. So I, I'm glad that we have this baseline here. I'm going to start at 11 today. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you can get at, at any point in, in your day in a situation where you have to push your limits, yeah. I think that's a true gift. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, being honest, before Revenge Body, I never, I could never do one push-up. Wow. I, and I, when I started doing Revenge Body, obviously I was taking all these classes and I was like literally all into workouts. I was able to do more and I was surprising myself, but now I haven't worked out as hardcore as I used to, <laughs> lifting weights and such, but I'm pretty sure I can, 11 would be fine. You got this. Struggle, yeah. but you know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> is there is, are there challenges like that for you still, or do you struggle to find a challenge to push yourself to a level where you know you are gas, you are you know because you go from bodybuilding, so you don't necessarily have to be mm-hmm. at that level, but sometimes it's good to get to that in a different way. I was I was thinking about that today actually yeah. um, before we had this conversation, and I was doing a yoga school class, yeah. and if anyone mm. does a yoga school class, it is pretty arduous like it is a difficult class you're you know you're moving around for an hour at a very uh high intensity pace and i was like three times during this class i'm gonna push myself to the point where i know i cannot do anymore and i'm gonna love every part of it (laughs) and i'm gonna do it again in 20 minutes and i'm gonna do it again at the end of the course of the class and uh i found that there is something that strengthens inside of you to allow yourself to reach that uh, mental state and physical exhaustion. So you can still find it even though you're doing different disciplines. And, and the reason why I was in those, you know, I wrestled Division One. I, uh, I was a, a men's yeah. competitor, that kind of thing, was to have that feeling, that competitive edge within myself to see what I'm capable of yeah. um, and then expand that. Yeah. Find find that, but limit. now it's way less serious. You know, how many jumping jacks can I do and like dance to the beat? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, though. I love that. <laughs> uh, of course, we got another story about taking a vacation being good for your health. Mm-hmm. So this is obviously great news for all of us. But Absolutely. you know, this is in the Journal of Psychology and Health. They looked at sixty-three eligible workers over twelve months that had two weeks paid vacation, um, and on average, people took five vacations, which seemed a little low, but um, mm-hmm. that is. What's sort of, you know, the standard for most people? They had average five vacations, um, and per vacation, they found that there was a, a quarter reduction in their metabolic metabolic stress syndrome, mm. in the likelihood of metabolic stress syndrome. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So taking the vacations, it's counterintuitive, though, to, I think, who we are as Americans. Right. Because they found that 31% of Americans have gone over two years without a vacation. Wow. And about 51% of Americans have gone about a, a little over a year um, without a vacation. That's long. So we have this hustle-hustle mentality. Right. Especially and, here. Yeah. And, so, and it, to me, two weeks seems so little, but people aren't even taking advantage of the two weeks they do have at work. Right. And, of course, I believe it was this, um, the Center of Economic Policy and Research found that we are the only wealthy nation with no mandated um, time off. Other wealthy nations have, you know, vacation time. Everyone That's gets crazy. that off. Wow. So, yeah, we just don't prioritize that. You know what? That's so true, though. But if, if I think about it, I'm like, when was the last time I took a vacation? But then again, I think I live in L.A. So living here, if I'm off of doing some work, it's like a vacation. Yeah, yeah. But then again, is that considered a vacation when you're not working? Because you can just go to the beach and just relax and chill. I mean, you meditate. I mean, Mm -hmm. that to me is a vacation of the mind or what? But what is vacation considered? Like going out of the country, out of state, out of the city, just going to San Diego and going to like... Well, I feel like people that pursue their passions, then it's not necessarily 
you know, I don't, right. I don't think this really applies more to that. Like, yes, it's more the, for like nine to five if you have a strict. Yeah, where your work is such that you can't leave and then you right. feel not, I guess, fulfilled by it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because for us, like, let's say going to Runyon Canyon, like I saw shopping yeah, the last yeah. time, That's on work, a Tuesday, but it's, also, it's like yeah. a work, but it's like a vacation. Yeah. You're like, chill, you know, not everybody can get to yeah. go to Hollywood Hills and say that they go hiking. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, what do you consider vacation, let's say, for a nine to five or, you know, um, or, you know, if you're in a considered uh, scheduled uh, work schedule yeah did I just say that right yeah. uh, in a work schedule going away like going to a different state or well, they, they say even the staycations it has the same mental effect that's true yeah hmm. yeah so I, I I feel we all can relate to this where a vacation or what we want to understand is it's a form of self-love yeah so any hmm. part of the day that you can give yourself that vacation or that self-love is going to enhance your life you know exponentially hmm. so figure out what are those things that make you feel that self-love and ultimately a form of presence or there's no worry about the future um, or worry about the past and you're just in the now really enjoying what it means to be a human in this existence yeah you know what I mean I mean that's a challenge what would you say this for the first suggestion that you would have for someone like us in a hustle and bustle mm. Mm. for ready? first of yes follow your bliss <laughs> Follow my bliss. Follow your bliss. Huh. This Whatever good, it is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> my friend over here, she's like eating. I was like, oh, that's my bliss. I love food. <laughs> was, was there a moment you felt you had to take a vacation or you had to take a break from something? And then how did you do that? Mm-hmm. Of course. I had that uh, that cusp of awakening where I had the decision to either quit my job or stick with a corporate job where I was uh, an executive at a company that I felt to be um, – could possibly be very very successful and i decided to lean into it and i'm like i, I love you guys so much i was so close with the ceo i was so close with uh, the other executives in the company wow. yeah and i left what know? was the tipping was there something that like gave you that i mean you know, god it was just <laughs> like you're meant to do you know other things you know? and i was decision. also physically yeah. experiencing pain my hair was falling out i was getting mm. eczema yeah. i'm very sensitive so so you were seeing something mm. that was like you know what this is not right for me every decision can be interpreted through your feelings mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. you're so. Okay. I get that. I'm the same way. Like when your body rejects it, and when it's not good, like yes, yes like, that's yeah, physical what? manifestation yes. of like what I'm yeah. actually feeling. Not in alignment. Wow. Right, right, absolutely. And you said something right. You're very sensitive because I feel like sometimes myself as an artist, like I'm very sensitive to energy around me, and if it's not right, if it, it just won't. No matter how many times you tell me what something is, if it's not good for me, if it's something that I can't relate to, it just won't stick in my brain or my body. But mm. that's yeah. And then you had the courage to make that move. But it's funny because we, we always think we have the courage to make it. But once we make it, we go, oh, my God, it was such a simple just, thing. Uh, I did. So much is gone. But getting mm. there is so tough. It's like getting to that moment. Right. No, that yeah. is true. Getting to that moment. Well, yeah. hopefully anyone experiencing it knows on the other side it gets a little bit better. How do you yeah. keep your bliss in the midst of those moments, though? Like, So... It's a constant rebalancing, right? Mm-hmm. To find like a harmony within your mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just choosing to do the things that you want to do. And if you end up doing something you don't like doing, know that you have the capability to like doing it. Yeah. Mm. You know, and then eventually you just go and it manifests the things you love. Oh, I like that. Know that you have the so, capability to like So yeah. just pretend that, okay, so just be immune to it. Uh-huh. And like, okay, got it. Or just, find I mean, something too like It's about not even it, being yeah. immune, it's just be you. Okay. you know, we get being you. Being mm. you. You, yeah. you understand. Got it. Yeah. Got I it. I love that. Got it. 
Well, um, and our last story is what makes people happier than money? Because, you know, I, I'm a big believer in that money does yeah. make people happy. I always tell people money makes you happy. Absolutely, 100%. I'm not going to go into the whole, oh, it doesn't really. No, it makes you happy. But are there things that can make you happier? Of course. Yes. <laughs> and the scientists from Yale and Oxford looked at 1.2 million Americans published in The Lancet, and it found that exercise makes people happier huh? than money. Um, so people that were active had 35 days of like down days, depressive days of the year. And those that were sedentary had 18 more of those days throughout the year. Uh, they also found that it's a U-curve. So as you gain, you know, as you work out, you gain the happiness. But, yeah. you know, there's not like you can work out for a billion hours and then be the happiest ever. So 30, 60 minutes, three times a week looks like the maximum happiness curve. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, you know, I love that. And they found that if you made $25,000 more and were sedentary, um, you were you had the same amount of someone who was happy but active making twenty five thousand dollars less. So maybe you can use that to go on a vacation. <laughs> you know, tie it, it all. It kind of makes sense because people who if I, I find that who's regularly working out have a more organized schedule. Obviously, if they put time into it, mm-hmm. you know they they care for themselves and like you said, loving yourself. And if that's their bliss, mm-hmm. I find that more people who are spend time at the gym have a little bit more success of what they do in their lives. Yeah, but but I, I thought it was interesting that you know it was able to be quantified that you know people making twenty five thousand more are just as happy if right. they're sedentary. Right. You know? So that's, you, you, that's a quite the discount. Big, right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think it's all about state changes. And um, if you're in a physical body, it can handle, you know, a more expansive consciousness. And that's great. But uh, I, the correlation between money and, and happiness and success, I, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, happiness should be in the now. You know, it's mm-hmm. not the end of the journey. It's not something that we can go seek within our – it's totally within ourselves, right, and how we yeah. choose to perceive the world and what state we're coming from. Yeah. So to harmonize within, to find that peace within and that stillness within can make any environment one that you can live through eventually, and then you can change it from that state. So it's uh, it's interesting to watch the, the evolution of what – as uh, humans, how they define happiness, yeah. you know, whether it's mm-hmm. happiness through community, happiness through support, or happiness through value. But I think what what we prescribe money as is something that makes us feel value. Mm-hmm. When we know that we are valued, we're supported, we are loved, and we're not, we don't have that feeling of not being enough or not being loved. We're able to step into our power and, and be effective as as this, you know, very special soul on this earth. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think love is important. I mean, I'm a big love. Yeah. But, like, I think love is so important. Like, when you feel love, you know, then you kind of function differently. You're, like, just happy. Well, yeah, it's a force. <laughs> yeah. It operates, yeah. It's right. our essence, you know. Right. Yeah. And, it's, right. and it's our, it's, it activates our imagination to be able to use it gracefully, mm-hmm. you know, with everything that you're doing, you know, even when you're at work, how can I show more love to every, it, no matter how it is, like maybe I give this person a pencil or I just mm-hmm. listen to the person next to me, mm-hmm. you know, and when you put yourself in that state of giving, our minds can't tell the difference if we're receiving it or not. So when you're in the state of love, even though you're giving it, you're also receiving it. Of course. Mm. Yeah. Epic. Mm. I love, I love you. you. I love yeah. you. I love yes. you. Yes. Yes. But also being careful with the people you show. Yeah, That's one thing that I've yeah. had to learn. Because Quick obviously knows. a lot of people, Quick there are knows. some people that would just suck, suck, like, you know, as far as like yeah. your energy and your love out yeah. of you and know that that's what you give. And that's one 100%. thing that I'm learning yes. uh, to navigate my way around who. And it should spark love in your heart before yes. you give it. That's the true test. To spark love. Yeah. In the heart. <laughs> That's before anything happens, that feeling of love. Mm. It, so how did you, when you were navigating, I guess, a switch in careers, mm-hmm. was that something that you felt this, like, tugging on your heart? You f- what was that moment? Because you went from, like, mm-hmm. passion to passion. So mm. yeah. is it still it's your passion? And how did you, or and how did that passion shift? Um, 
I was very curious in life. Um, the passion shifted because during, uh, during the waking hours of this job, we all discovered a deeper layer of existence. So speaking about you know, how much money you can make became very boring. <laughs> right. Instead of, it's, it, besides the question of how much love can I show? Yeah. And that felt really interesting to me. Yeah. And I found myself researching things to um, not only enhance my uh, conceptual understanding of life, but figure out who, who is the one that's actually breathing in this world. Yeah. You know, when I started discovering that, and the funny thing is our... Our company was all about it. We had the meditations. We had a whole sanctuary in the office. <laughs> but what I say is, like, when you use the sanctuary, when you actually do the meditation, it leads you back to where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Mm, I mean, I think, especially yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, you're oh, like, wait, I'm not just supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, meditating, I'm like, hmm. Wait, it's, really it's working too well. Doing to me, but, yeah. <laughs> I think some office cultures have that kind of stuff because it's trendy, but it actually That's it works. That's amazing that they <laughs> yeah. have that so now, cute. right? So, they yeah. need that, especially yeah. in, a, like, a very, you know, stressful environment. A lot of law firms have yoga classes and stuff like that mm -hmm. how did you switch or how like when you went from bodybuilding to, to like yoga mm -hmm. you know how how was that evolution were you resistant to it at all yeah. uh, I'm, I'm an extremist <laughs> so even with my job I just one day gave away all my stuff in the office and I walked out but I like I gave it gracefully and wow. I, I left, left everyone better than when I found them and with the bodybuilding thing I was taking so much caffeine I was taking so many stimulants wow. and like taking all these uh, things to you know get bigger you know push more weight um, look look different than what yeah. I already am to you know feel something and I realized that this is probably the most unhealthy thing I could be doing for myself mm. especially psychologically so, so just randomly out of the blue I was meditating and I was like this is not me <laughs> and I was raised in this world my, wow. my dad owned a chain of health clubs when I was a kid uh, my, I'm a triplet my brothers are bodybuilders oh, that's like, so awesome. Yeah, no yeah. way. So this has been a, a part of our uh, DNA in a way. Wow. We're structured in this reality. And to break through that, it's like facing the 10,000-year-old dragon in the eyes and saying, no, like, no, I will not anymore. And then I kind wow. of went in a way that was more for longevity and health. Yeah. That's wow. amazing. Different, right? So, that, yeah, it's, a, it's all your family all into what you're doing as well, or but in a different part of health? Now they're – everyone has their own part of health. My mom, it's, it's, so, it's so beautiful to see uh, the – how information can be communicated once, because mm -hmm. like we're, with my family, it's so so much unconditional love. Right. No matter what I bring Aww. to them, they'll love it and understand it and try it. That's amazing. You know? And we evolved there. We definitely evolved there together. Yeah, be, or the or vegan and being at Thanksgiving. How's <laughs> that? You know, right? no, yes, yes, almost, almost. It was a vegan day, so I hired a vegan chef to come in and oh, cook for everybody. Oh, nice. And it blew yeah. their, blew their uh, mind. Yeah, and course. then now they started getting initiated and like, wow, this food actually tastes like good. Yeah, and right. I feel better. I could eat more. Like, yeah. whoa. You know? Wow, that's amazing. It's just There's learning just what to to. to to cook the right thing, yeah. I've recently kind of transitioned a little bit, slowly but surely. Mm. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I know. <laughs> and now you're doing breath work as well, right? Um, you know, I just started watching this series on Netflix, Goop. Have you been watching this with Gwyneth Paltrow? Mm -hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow yeah, yeah, I mean, she's got some crazy, crazy episodes. Um, but one was about breath work, and I forget the name of the guy who's the quintessential guy with breath work. Right. But I really, like, just watching this, this guy's able to keep his body alkaline. They did tests with this guy. He was able to manipulate you know the temperature of the skin after you was in cold water like no scientifically uh, wow Wim Hof Wim Hof, Wim Hof that's yeah, what yeah. it is quite essential yeah, yeah he's on it amazing wow. um, so yeah I wanted to find out what it is that you've done with breath work is Wim Hof who you, who you model yeah. um no yeah Love what he does, use his breath works. I can take very cold showers because of him. And uh, <laughs> because yeah, of, just yeah, he has a case that. Yeah. And more importantly, knowing that someone just could do it. So yeah. that's the difference. It's not really, it, the breath is 
a big part of it, but it's mostly just having that human break that initial barrier to allow the rest of us to know that it's okay. Oh, it's possible. Of course I can do that. Let's go to Mount Everest, chilling underwear in the snow, you know? It sounds like fun. (laughs) You know, how can I reach that limit? Yeah. Um, So the breathwork that I... Um, has was initiated in and found to be the most effective in my life that I do daily um, to get to that clarity and that uh, uh, beautiful flow, the flow mm-hmm. state. Is um, it's very different. It's it's a kriya from like a, a it's four thousand five thousand year old from the Starsha kriya from the Art of Living Foundation. There's a prophet named Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. Um, really enjoy his philosophy on life and the energy he brings to this world. And he has this like really systematic uh, kriya where it's breath work, mantra, and meditation. I do that every day. There is many other breath works I use, um, like ancient Tibetan breath works, and also just uh, focusing on my breath throughout the day that uh, allows me to you know. Uh, really enhance my mental state of being. So even before coming on here, I was doing breath work. I, I saw was like, that. Yeah, yeah, right? Just breathing, really feeling where my energy is, where everything's coming through. Mm. And um, with breath work, I think the the best benefit is to be able to drop into your breath throughout the day. Wait, so yeah, I want to say, how many times are you taking that moment yeah. a day on average? As much as I can. That is my number one priority. So like 20, 30, 40 times? I'd say probably at least 40 times. And what does oh. it do? Like when you do the breath work, um, for how long do you do it for, and what does it do to you? Yeah, like, so I would say the, the the state that we're that we really want in this mm-hmm. world to co-create with source to co-create our reality, mm. right, is just absolute presence. Mm-hmm. But being in a healthy body that is fun and fluid and open, you know what I mean. So it's it's being in the moment, being in the now, and knowing that everything is going to lead you to the next best thing. Right, and Wait. that's that's what our sovereignty is here on Earth. But you're you know you're running through the day, you're driving the car you're here at the studio what, like what are you doing like what's that mo- are you in Trader Joe's like wait a minute I get so much accomplished throughout the day yeah. that's because I take beats and when I'm in everything I'm not running I'm gliding okay. I'm in it I'm loving it so I'm it's like it. so you're taking 30 seconds a moment to do this breath work um, so mm-hmm. it's, it's a good question. So it's it's actually just belly breathing. So yeah. you're breathing into your diaphragm and watching your stomach expand. Okay. And it's it's breathing properly and it's not even over breathing. It's just subtle like it's just being that peace, yeah. feeling that flow. And then knowing like if you're if you're breathing properly throughout the day, you're going to have energy. You're going to be in a meditative awareness. You're going to be in the moment. So you're just doing you're just checking in with yourself. So you're not like doing 10 minutes. You're just kind of checking we, in. So we all sure. get uh, we all get behaviorally conditioned to breathe from our chest. Yeah. Right. And that, uh, that releases stress hormones. We're like, our shoulders are coming up to our ears. We have short breath and that's like, it causes anxiety and stress and in turn, as you know, shortens your life expand yeah. on earth. You yeah. Know? So it's just allowing yourself to go back to breathing like you're a baby. Go back to uh, learning like that breath is the first thing that we do when yeah. we are alive and the last thing we do when we die. Yeah. And it is not, it is only the most important thing that you could do for your life and also to master your energy. And so, and so, and how did you learn this? Did, were, like, were you a YouTube yeah. video? Like, were, like I, I, I've had so many beautiful experiences of people that um, have really mastered these things and yeah. use it daily to then come up with my own like uh, cornucopia of breathwork modalities to then use for each scenario in life, and also look at you and know what you need. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's been very interesting, and it's been like. Every color, every religion, every philosophy, you know, you can imagine. Everyone right. has an essence of focusing on your breath, an essence of how to drop you into the presence. 
Yeah. And, yeah. You, and you lead these at retreats, right? Yeah. We oh, have okay, a retreat cool. in the, in May in Bali, and these are like 30, wow. 30, yeah. 30 days. That's your you're, passion and your work you're coinciding. Shamanic yoga, <laughs> and then you're teaching what you came here to learn, too. So, like, the thing that I feel is most beneficial to my health, I'm also in a state of giving it and teaching it, and nice. in turn mastering it that way as well. So, it's like one of the most beautiful gifts I can give to myself and then also to the world. And that is the essence of what they call ikigai, but also what they call an A plus life. When you do things that's good for you, what's good for others, what's good for this planet, and stuff yeah. you really enjoy. Oh, that's awesome. Anyway, how, how do people find that if they want to get to your, like, if they want to go on this retreat? Um, it's it's pranashama.com yeah. um, or just look at me up on Instagram, Bryantwood TV. Um, yeah. We should actually do a session sometime. That'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. All the bodybuilders are getting initiated yeah. in this. Like, I want, I might go teach at the college wrestling team, teaching yeah. breathwork and meditation because we realize that a lot of these kids' losses are from past traumas because it's so intense on their psychological state yeah. because that's the mm-hmm. only thing they want is this win. And when you put so much weight on this win and then you lose it then it sticks with you yeah. because you right. make it part of your life so it's releasing all that and just uh, knowing that they're enough and knowing that not only are they winners but everyone they come across as winners so they're never in that state of losing because they don't perceive someone in a negative way yeah. they're only empowering themselves and the world to be in that state of just pure power mm. I love that mm. yeah it's a little bit different philosophy and we're working with it right now to ground it into realization and really give these kids techniques and tools because being a college athlete is very tough yeah and, and, mm-hmm. you, and you I feel like you're kind of thrown out there without any tools at all and you're dealing yeah. with no being tools. in college. Right. Yeah. Go like, fight this guy. Yeah. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's great too for, I mean, even for weight loss. I mean, most of the pe- my castmates in Revenge Body has psychological issues of what yeah. they've been through in the past. So obviously to even like that, as I'm listening to, because I learn, that's why I love the Fit Club, because I learn as I go with whomever I'm speaking to. Even like thinking about like, okay, maybe I should just breathe and how much that will do to my diet. To notice, like- I notice how your body posture changes too. Mm-hmm. When you correct your breath, you correct your body pre- posture. Yeah, that's true. And communication is 93% not spoken it's not uh, it's not the words it's yeah. through your tonality and it's through your uh, body language mm. so now you become a better communicator you become more yourself because of the breathing the we'll get deeper into that yeah. for yeah. sure yeah. I definitely yeah. want to learn yeah. more about that and, yeah. I need to learn 40 I mean I need to lose 40 pounds by next month I'm just kidding oh so, <laughs> so don't put that pressure on yourself this body right I'm not totally not hello there's those things that keeps it light you know yeah absolutely I love the intensity thank you I'm an extremist too. So. <laughs> I there you are. go. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> Hello. Um, absolutely. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Modern Nirvana. This is a group oh. you've created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So g- g- tell us a little bit about this idea. It's a collective, right? It's a collective. Yeah. yeah. That, it's, I'm, I'm so glad you're asking because it is. It's about uh, you know six months. Um, old now you know but still very new so we've only had one conference but um, my buddy Frank Ellaridi and I he's a four-time Emmy winning journalist for ABC he's very talented but he's also a conscious YouTuber so he has this interesting mastery of storytelling and then also um, just getting a, a message out there, right? So yeah. we came together and he had a, an interview for Deepak Chopra's podcast and we had to have some content of him guiding these meditations or guiding a workshop and we came up with the Modern Nirvana Conference within two hours. We were pretty much like, all right, what is our highest excitement and how can we create a beautiful experiences for the world to usher in a more compassionate, loving existence? And we're like, we put all these things down on a list that we wanted in a conference and all the people we wanted to be there and speak and it just 
within two hours got created. Wow. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is the power of following your bliss. This is the power of speaking from your heart and doing what you mm-hmm. dream for this world mm-hmm. because you love it and it excites you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Wait, wait a minute. What was that question you asked yourself? What's the highest? What was that question? Uh, what is what is my highest excitement? Yeah. But it was like, what's the highest thing that we can do to create? What is the highest excitement? Yeah. Right? So what what is what brings me the most joy right now to yeah. be able to create for others? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I think that's a question we should probably be asking ourselves daily. Yes. yes. Right. Yes. I love that. Absolutely. Or what can I offer life today? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Thing. And then awesome. until it becomes not natural and normal, and then mm-hmm. you move on to the next. And then yeah. you reach so many people mm-hmm. in the world. I mean, I'm not to go back to the whole Kobe um, situation, but if think about how much light he had for him to be able to touch people globally. Mm. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. So I'm sure he practices a lot of different meditation to be able to give that light, just mm. like yourself, mm. to the world, to be able to offer that to the world. Because we, we do these mantras, and I think they're right. good that we say, I am light, I am love. But then right. asking yourself that question kind of forces something different, right? It's right. all about the feeling you put into anything you do. Yeah. And that is the creation power. You know, like truly it. believing and feeling into the experience you want to create for yourself and for this earth. Yeah, I yeah. love that. It's um, amazing. Well, we what got a beautiful spirit you are. We're, in it. we're all <laughs> we're here right now because we're illuminating that within each other. Yeah. Well, we got a little something called the Fit Club 5, where we ask you five rapid five questions to get your yes, answer yes. out of your head. Oh, you're uh, ready for yeah. this? Okay. <coughs> How long do the answers? Feeling grounded? You know, whatever. whatever yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can answer. So grounded? Yeah, feeling grounded. That's a great question. Let's breathe first. Last person you texted. My mom. Uh-huh. Aw. Dream dinner guest. You guys. Oh, <laughs> no, okay, where are we going? Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, vegan, of course. <laughs> Last meal. Last meal. Uh, avocado chickpea sandwich um, with these beautiful potatoes. And it was beautiful. tasty. It was good. It was tasty. Beautiful, beautiful potatoes. Oh, nice. I've never heard so of beautiful potatoes. That's amazing. See, favorite junk food. Favorite junk food? It's going to sound so repetitive, but probably chickpeas. Oh, my no, God. No, no, no. Really? Favorite junk food. Junk food? That's junk food. No, 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 no. That's his, that's his junk no, food. you got to have some Carefully more. Carefully roasted broccoli. With, oh, my what goodness. What do you mean? With lemon juice? You don't chocolate. Eat, no candy, no, no chocolate. chocolate. Oh, ice cream. 100% chocolate. Okay, chocolate, yeah, ice cream, chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate's not junk food. That's good for the heart. Okay. <laughs> 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 Either eat a Kit Kat. If you were on death row, what would be your last meal? Chickpeas. <laughs> Absolutely not. It would not anything but chickpeas at that point. Uh, it would be a buffet of plant-based really? food. Really? Still I, plant-based? I it's last to meal. eat until they got bored of watching me eat, but continue, <laughs> so I would never die. So, so, so nothing, nothing pre-plant-based? <laughs> but, nothing from your pre-plant-based diet? Oh, that'd be such an interesting thing. No, no, yeah, it would be plant-based. I would say, like, listen, like, my last meal on Earth is to be plant-based. You oh, all should yeah. be, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would have some more resonance, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's the five. That's, that's so amazing. Much. Thank you. You're so welcome. With Brian Wood. Oh yes, Brian. That's amazing. Really appreciate you Thank being you so here today. This is amazing. You were Nella's yes, as well. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm t- I can't wait to take one of his classes and just sit there and like. Because <laughs> I do the national anthems too, and sometimes before I'm like in front, of, let's say thirty thousand people, mm. I have to breathe. But then in my mind is just breathing of how to. Yeah, cool. but if you if you did that every day, all throughout the day, then right. that would certainly change. That's yeah. a lot of, yeah, I have a lot to learn from you. <laughs> thank you. Well, Ms. Ferrer, thank you for joining us. Where can they Absolutely. find you online? Ranella Rocks on Instagram, R-A-N-E-L-L-A-R-O-C-K-S. 
Mr. Wood, where can they find you online and get your retreat info? Yeah, Bryant Wood TV for Instagram and most social media, and then also pranashama.com for the retreat info, and then modernnirvanic.com for the uh, conference awesome. that I would love for all you to be at in Los Angeles. Uh, when is that going to be? September 5th, so it's not for a while. Okay, amazing. But, um, it's going to be... What's uh, the got, next one that's coming up that you would like to announce to let um, people know? I'm speaking on the 23rd. Uh, this Sunday at mm-hmm. 3 p.m. in Awa Oasia as well. You can you can reach out to me for that ticket as well. Amazing. Amazing. If you find it through here, let me know. I'm going to see if I can hook you up for free and yes. because I feel like that's divine alignment. Amen. Awesome. <laughs> you heard it here first. Guys, thank, thank you. you for joining us. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. See you all next week. Appreciate you guys. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood Redefined.